turn in the word of the Lord to the book of Haggai, we're going to read from the second chapter of Haggai. Haggai chapter 2, beginning to read from verse 1. To all of our guests, if you're here, we have several visiting with us today. We're thankful. Urshan students are back home. We have guests from last night's winter formal. And, uh, littles are here, but littles' parents, we're delighted to have you. We have first-time guests with us today. And to all of our first-time guests, we would like an opportunity to connect with you. We have a gift and would like to simply say thank you for being a part of this service. And we're grateful for all of you that are here. I ask that everybody that's here would consider being involved in our ministry fair. I had uh, Sister Sheila text me and say, if you're going to talk about the fair again, mention single adult ministry. That's an opportunity for involvement. And there are other things that we've forgotten that you won't and you'll say hey I want to be a part of this ministry or what about that ministry or what about this I want to get to one of these locations put your name down and what you're interested in and we will get you involved we want everybody involved we want everybody to start over and start strong to stay strong and to finish strong and part of finishing strong is being strong and doing it. It's not enough to hear it. You can't be hearers only. You have to be doers also. We need everybody with their hands in the harvest. The word of the Lord from the book of Haggai chapter 2 in the seventh month in the one and twentieth day of the month came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai saying speak now to Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and to the rest of the people, saying, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? I just want to say today, as I watched the worship and I saw our elders who have been here before I came, and continue to carry the torch that I thank God for the elders that are a part of First Church. I want all of our elders to know that you are important, needed, and significant at First Church. You may not be able to run the aisles. You may have to walk them with the cane and assistance. But God is still using you to help us to be what we desire to be. Who remembers back in the day, as they say, when First Church was First Church strong? Yet, he says, how do we see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison as nothing? Basically, we're not what we used to be is what they may say. And yet, verse 4 says, Yet, despite the fact that we're not everything that we used to be, now be strong. Somebody say be strong. Now be strong. This is the hour that we must be strong. We must start strong. We must stay strong. And we must Finish strong, O Zerubbabel the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, and work, somebody say work, 
and work. Why? For I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you when ye came out of Egypt. So my spirit remaineth among you. Fear ye not. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory. Somebody receive the word of the Lord. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Who's going to foot the bill? He said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory, somebody hear the word of the Lord. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place, and in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. I want to preach, finish strong. Put your Bibles down, your hands together. Offer up praise to the Lord for His Word and what He has said and what you have heard. But what you are going to do with what you have heard. Oh, somebody rejoice because God has declared it was good, but it's going to be better. It was good, but it's going to be better. Thank God for somebody that has the faith to believe that our best days are not behind us, but our best days are before us, that we will be first church strong. You may be seated. King James Version somewhat gets lost in translation. So I will read another version that attempts to put it in our vernacular. On the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of God came through the prophet Haggai. Tell Governor Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and High Priest Joshua, son of Jehoshaphat, and all the people, is there anyone here who saw the temple the way it used to be, all glorious? What do you see now? Not much, right? So get to work. Somebody say get to work. So get to work. God is speaking. Get to work, Joshua, high priest. Get to work, all you people. God is speaking. The theme that continues to be declared is get to work. God is speaking. Get to work. God is speaking. I pray that somehow today you will see and hear and act. It is time for you to get to work. God is speaking. Do you believe that the word of the Lord has come to First Church and that He is telling us that we must start over and start strong and that we must stay strong and that we must finish strong? What He wants us to hear today is get to work. I'm speaking. Get to work. I'm speaking. Get to work, all you people. Somebody say all. You see, this isn't a challenge and a charge to get to work if you're involved in leadership. It isn't a challenge to get to work if you are the pastor or you are the Sunday school teacher. This is a get to work challenge and charge to all you people. Look at your neighbor and say he's talking to you. Yes, get to work for I am with you. That's an encouraging word. Get to work for I am with you. Believe me, I would much rather be preaching faith and swinging from the chandeliers and you responded rather than you looking at me the way that you are looking at me now because it's the same way when you take an offering or you ask somebody to give you of their time. 
The flesh says, I got a little nervous laugh, thank you for that. The flesh says, I don't want to and I won't. It's up to us. We can sit here satisfied and comfortable to check a box and say, yeah, I go to First Church. It's a great church. Tell me why it's a great church. It's a great church when we're a church that says, we've got to do the work of God. We've got to do what God has called us to do. I don't know about you. I don't want to go to heaven by myself. And I don't even want my worst enemy to go to a place called hell. It's up to us to decide if we're going to get our hands in the harvest. You got to make up your mind. Am I going to do? Am I going to do? You see, I, I love the fact that people say, oh yeah, that's great preaching. That's great preaching. Keep preaching. It's not great preaching unless people do what the word says. It's simple semantics if all we do is come and have a pat me on the back club and say, oh, you're doing great. Are we doing great? We are not doing great if we are not doing what he has asked us to do. And that's get our hands in the harvest and get to work. Get to work. God is speaking. Hear what the Spirit says to the church. And the Spirit says to the church, get to work. Look at your neighbor and say, get to work. You see, we can celebrate with start over and start strong and we can talk about how that if we score the first touchdown that our likelihood is that we will win the game. How many of you remember when I preached a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the team that scores first and the NFL wins 78% of their games. Anybody remember me talking about that? Last night I, I watched an NFL game and the team scored the first touchdown, okay? And then they scored the next one, and then they scored the next one, and they were winning 27, 27 to nothing. And the other team had thrown. Anybody ever felt like you made some mistakes? You just. And that poor quarterback on the other team, he threw four, and not one interception, not two interceptions, not three interceptions. How many of you ever, I've fallen once, I've fallen twice. How many of you already, you've thrown four interceptions? Don't raise your hand around the house, but you've already thrown four interceptions, and it's just not even the end of January. And you feel like the devil has been whipping up on you. Man, pastor's been preaching his guts out. Brother Johnson's running up and down the aisles and preaching the word of God. And we're just, we're getting inspired. And yet I keep falling flat on my face. I threw this interception and that interception. And the guy threw four interceptions. But then, apparently, the team that had scored 27 points decided that they had started strong. They didn't have to stay strong and they didn't have to finish strong and they didn't stay strong and they didn't finish strong and something happened on that other team as they scored one here and then they came and scored one there and they held the opponent and said, you're not scoring anymore. I want some of you to understand that just because you start over and start strong and you're staying strong, you can't just throw in the towel and say, well, I did my best. The other team is going to keep... You think the devil's celebrating what's happening at first? You think he's somewhere cheering us on because we're having a ride? No, he's going to do his best to stop us and to say, we are going to continue to come after them. Maybe they'll give up. I don't know about you, but I don't plan to give up. I don't plan to turn around. I plan to stand strong, to stay strong, and to finish strong, and to take what I have and see the success. That means we got to get to work and do it. And in the last seconds, the team that had trailed 27 to nothing went on to win the game because the other team apparently decided 
They didn't have to finish strong. And if you don't finish strong, the same thing will happen to you. I don't understand it. I'm being totally transparent. I do not understand people that now, that as close as we are to the coming of the Lord, that now would give up. To have come all this way, to have fought this hard, this long, and then what is it? How could it be that something, anything could happen, that in the waning moments of time, that someone would just... And yet it happens. I don't know. I didn't see it. But if I would have been the coach of that other team, when we were winning 27 to nothing, I would have been up and down that sideline yelling at every single one of them. Just because we're winning doesn't mean we've won. Just because we're ahead doesn't mean this is not over. We're still in the fight. And when they scored, I'd have said, we better go down there and score some more because I don't want to come this far and lose. I don't know how some of you feel, but I'm walking up and down the sideline and I'm screaming to the best of my ability. Now's not a time to quit. Now's the time to keep fighting, to keep scoring, to get up, get after it, and get strong. It's not a time to turn around and wave the white towel. It's a time to say, I've come too far to turn around. So I'm going to buckle up my bootstraps, and I'm going to march forward to the victory that God has for me and mine and ours. you got to get to work. you got to get to work. The Spirit is speaking. Get to work. God is speaking. Get to work. We must finish strong. Yes, get to work for I, the Lord says, am with you. The God of the angel armies is speaking. Put into action, put into action the word I covenanted with you. When you left Egypt, God made a covenant. God said, God picked you up, turned you around, set your feet on solid ground, not for you to stay there, but to march forward to the victory that He has for you and to take others with you. When you left Egypt, I went with you. I'm now living and breathing among you right now. Don't be timid, don't hold back. This is not a time to be timid, reserved, and holding back. This is a time to get active, to be brave, to do exploits. This is what the God of the angel army said. Before you know it, I will shake up the sky and earth, oceans and fields, and I'll shake down all the godless nations. They'll bring bushels of wealth, and I will fill this temple with splendor, saith the God of the angel armies. He said, I own the silver, I own the gold. Decree of God of the angel armies. I own the silver and I own the gold. I'm challenged today to preach to you what I'm preaching. It's not what I necessarily want because the challenge of what I'm preaching to you is somewhat uncomfortable. However, 20 years of pastoral experience says trudge forward and continue to say what the Spirit would say even if it's not popular. 
I didn't come to preach as a pop. I don't want to be a popular pastor. I just want to tell you, I'm not interested in being a popular pastor because you can be a popular pastor and your people go to hell. I'm interested in every single one of you going to heaven and taking your family and your neighborhood and your community and your school with you. They're going to hell unless you get up and get after what God has for you. It's time to go to work. It's time to hear what the Spirit's saying and say, I gotta go to work. I gotta to go to work. I got to get to work. The Spirit says, finish strong. We're either first church strong or we're not, and we're not if we don't do what He tells us to do. If we don't take action upon instruction. If we don't take action upon instruction. It's all His. Understand this. It's all his, including the wealth. I'm celebrating with you, and we will celebrate. We will celebrate that we are debt-free as we will burn the note. And I want you to understand something. If you're just coming into this right now, I want you to understand the significance. The significance of the fact that First Church is debt-free. That didn't just happen. I want you to understand with me, that didn't just happen. When you consider all that we have and all that God has blessed us with and the challenges economically that we face over the last 20 years, it has taken diligence, faith, hard work, and your giving to make that happen. So I celebrate you, but I want you to, I want you to understand that when we become debt-free, it's not a time to say, well, I don't need to give anymore. I want you to know the fact that we're debt-free means need that you need to be faithful like you've never been faithful before and you need to give like you've never given before because now being debt free is going to open some opportunity for us to do some things that we've needed to do for 20 years but we haven't because we've been strapped with debt. Somebody needs to hear what the Spirit's saying to you right now. When God instructs you to give, He believes that you are able to do what He's going to tell some of you to give some things and you're going to say I don't want to. Tell your flesh to take a back seat and that you're going to do what the Spirit tells you to do and we are getting ready to have the revival that God's told us we could have for 20 years. I'm ready for the revival but I need people to see that you can't just say it. You gotta do it. So, as we have a ministry fair, we're asking people to give of their time and of their energy. I'm also wanting to challenge you today. I wanted to challenge you that as the scripture has said, the former house, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was like, Elder Moody, Sister Holligan, Brother Holligan, I don't remember what it was like when this was all in its glory. Because when I came, the roofs were leaking. See, some of you don't remember trash cans set up here. I do. See, when I came, this wasn't the beautiful Titanic that was rolling along, steamrolling, and it was beautiful as it sailed through the ocean. This baby had hit an iceberg, if somebody hears what I'm preaching. 
And I know why people like the Johnny and Stella Lows wondered every year when we had an anniversary service, is this the year that pastor is getting up and resigning? Because there were plenty of times when all the bills kept rolling in. And I wasn't like Bishop. I didn't like to get up every Sunday and walk through the crowd and say, we need you to give, we need you to give, we need you to give, and put everybody on the spot. I was wanting to believe that people would get the vision to give and invest and that God would bring about the result. But I want to tell you something. Where we're going is going to require people to say I'm going to do what the spirit says and if the spirit tells me that I ought to give this even when I don't think I can give that then I'm going to give this this and that and I'm going to watch God work I'm telling you we're getting ready to have the greatest revival that first church has ever had but it won't happen just because I preach it it'll happen because you do it it'll happen because you do it it'll happen because you do it can't just say it, we got to do it. Can't just say it, we got to do it. I don't know how transparent to get, but I'm just going to go ahead and keep on walking this line a little bit. I do my best. I do my best when I come in here on Sunday not to get distracted. Not to get distracted. How many of you know, when I'm up here preaching my guts out, I'm not looking at stained carpets and walls that I'm not even sure what color they are. You know how hard it is to preach sometimes when it's raining outside and the rain of the Holy Ghost is trying to fall in here and there's water pouring in. I'm just telling you, it's not a time for us to get sidetracked and sideways. It's a time for us to make up our mind, the Spirit speaking. And what I hear the Spirit saying is, it's time for you to get your hands in the harness. Let's quit talking about how bad everything is and let's doing something, start doing something to make it better. This will be the best church that it's ever been. We can talk about the good old days all we want, but the good old days are gone. The best days are before us if you if you will do it I, I'm, I can still preach with stone coast cold face looking saying hey I'm not going to do anything I'm going to sit here and not do anything you sit there and you'll get run over by revival but if you get your hands in the harvest and say I'm ready to do it God will strengthen empower you say I can't he says you can and that you will it's time to be strong to be strong and do it. Somebody say do it. It's time to do it. It's time to do it. It's time to do it. We've done minimal things. And I just got to be honest with you. I love. I'm not, a, I'm not a big media person. I'm not a big whatever that, that is about branding and all that. But I got to tell you, I love our new branding. I love First Church. I love, and you say, well, I don't like it. Well, then be quiet and don't tell us about it and pray that the Lord will make you like it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry. I apologize for lying. I'm not sorry. I am excited about what God's doing in that. And do you know, do you know how long that took? This is the second time, and we've been a church for almost a hundred years. This is the second time that we've rebranded. They, 
this church has not branded since I was one year old. I'm an old man now, in case you're wondering. I'm going to turn 56 in February. And 1968 is the last time that first church rebranded. So I don't stand here and apologize for the new brand. I celebrate the new brand. We are first church strong. We're starting over. We're staying strong. And we're going to finish strong. I want this community to have a revival at first church like they've never had before. I thank God for the 300 soul revival. But I want to know, where is the 300 soul revival? We started strong, but we didn't stay strong. And we can't finish strong. But now it's time for first church strong to start strong, stay strong, and finish strong. I don't want to have a 300 soul revival if in 20 years there's only one person from it. I want to have a 300 soul revival and in 20 years there'll be 3,000 people. You got to start, you got to stay, and you got to finish. You got to start, you got to stay, and you got to finish strong. If all it was was start, we'd all be good. Stay. And finish is the challenge. Oh man, January 1, for those of you that missed it, man, that was my favorite of the three that I got to preach. Because I got to talk about starting over on Miss Pac-Man and you got more chances and start over and that's all good. But at some point, you got to stay strong to finish strong. Somebody say amen. amen. Stay with me. Stay with me. You got to start strong to finish strong. This is what verse 9 says. This particular version says. Hear, hear what this says. This temple. Somebody say first church. First church is going to end up far better than it started out. I'll, I'll take those five amens and some... I'll, I'll take whatever you want to give me right now. We're not receiving an offering of economics. I'm receiving an offering of expectation. First church will be better than it's ever been. First church, strong, will be better than it's ever been. That's not talking bad about the past. That's talking with faith toward the future. Why do we always have to apologize Today's gone by? We don't have to. We can say thank God for the revival back there, but I want the revival out there. This temple, First Church, is going to be the best it's ever been. It's going to be better than it started out. A glorious beginning. We should celebrate that. But an even more glorious finish. An even more glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness. A place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness. Now let me just talk to you for a moment. I've been pastor here for 20 years, Brother Marty. And I don't remember one Sunday, not one, not Wednesday, not any time I've been behind a podium or with a microphone, have I ever gotten up and blasted people about lifestyle. Never happened, never will. Never happened, never will. You can keep your seatbelt on, but you don't need to pull it real tight because I'm not getting ready to start right now. I'm going to tell you something. I believe in wholeness and holiness. And I don't think you can have one without the other. Man, I'm preaching good right now. I want to tell somebody something. You can't have wholeness without holiness. You say, 
Come on, pastor. Let them have it. Let them tell them what holiness means. I'm getting ready to. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye, somebody say that means me, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. I ask you. I want to ask you right now. I want, I want you to be transparent. I don't want you to raise your hand. I want you to think about it. how many of you is your body a living sacrifice? How many of you sacrifice this body? How many of you can't even get here on time? How many of you can't even make it here on Wednesday? How many of us are really giving everything we need to prayer? How many of us really, think about it, how many of us really are fasting, putting this body under subjection? You see, being a popular pastor doesn't get the job done. What the Spirit is saying, it's time to get to work. This is holiness. I, I, I present to you, I beseech you, I beg with you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. Somebody say holy. And then I believe it's defined with the next words. Acceptable unto God. That's what holy is. Acceptable unto God. There is a reason why I don't have to get up behind this pulpit and clothesline every Sunday. The reason is, if we're really holy and we're sacrificing our bodies, our time, our energy, our finance, and we're submitted to God, we'll be holy. We'll be holy. You see, I'm preaching start over, start strong. Start. We got that. Stay. That's not easy, but I can do it. How about finish? Finish. You finish strong when you do. He says, be strong and do it. Be strong and do it now. Holiness is acceptable unto God. And the reason why we don't have wholeness is we don't have holiness. And you can't have one without the other. You see, there is an attempt for distraction and throughout the course of this service, the, of the three services of the new year, this is the one that flesh has fought the hardest and I had no doubt that it would. But I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to know if you are because here's the story. You can, you can allow distraction and detour to set in, but it won't end well. I'm telling you, if you want it, you know way, the way for it to end well, the way to finish. All's well that ends well. So whatever I got to do to get you to understand that this is not a time to let go. This is not a time to release something. It's some time. It's a time right now to say, I'm going to give it everything I got. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to give. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do. This is the time to say, I will finish strong. I will do it. I will do it. And so, I preach to you with as much passion as possible because I know that a tendency in our flesh is to relax and to say, I'm tired. It's when the going gets tough that the tough get going. Daniel 11.32. Daniel 11.32 says, The people that do know their God. Hear what it says. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The people that know their God will be strong and do things that are bold. It's time, here, let me preach to you for a minute. It's time for you to get out of your comfort zone. 
Too many of us are involved with things that we're comfortable in. You're involved in things that you're comfortable in. Somebody needs to hear the Spirit speaking to you about getting involved in things that push you out of your comfort zone. You see, there are some of you that are doing things and people are applauding you. But when we see the fact that you're a five-talent person using only one, so if you're one, oh, well, he's not preaching to this person and he's not preaching to that person and this doesn't seem fair. He's not preaching. You don't know who I'm preaching to. If you want to know if I'm preaching to you, if you just heard what I said, I'm preaching to you. Because there may be some people that we are applauding for their talent, but God gave them five and they're only using one. And there may be some that God gave you a talent, but it's so well hidden that we don't even know what it is. I think it's time for us to quit worrying about who sinned and who didn't and start being interested in who can and who will. This is a coalition of the willing. Is there anybody willing to say today, I don't have much. I got five loaves and two fish, but I got a feeling he can break it. He can bless it. And we can reach a community of people headed to hell. Now you either believe that or you don't. It's time to be first church strong. Now, you want to talk about uncomfortable wins? I mean, this I don't do. I don't wear t-shirts to church. I, I don't wear t-shirts, period. Thank you. What are you saying? Tell me why you're wearing a t-shirt. You know why? Because I'm willing. I'm will, This is you preaching about getting out of my comfort zone. This is uncomfortable. I would feel much better with a shirt and a tie on. But I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone to say, first church strong. Start, stay, finish. You say, oh, wow, that's so impressive, Pastor. We're so moved by you being willing to really get out of your comfort zone. It's just an example to show you that there are some things that you aren't doing because you're uncomfortable, but God wants you to do it so that others... Then start, then stay, then finish. The reason why we're not, I told you we're good at connection. Hundreds have come and been guests and we've met them back there and made a connection. But the reason why we aren't as good at continuing, staying and finishing is because we need everybody's help. I want you to know, I thank God for our first time guests, but I cannot, I do not have the ability in myself to become friends with every person that visits First Church for the very first time. But every person that visits First Church needs a friend at First Church. Did you know that people will not stay if they do not develop friendships? All of you are here and everybody here has a friend here somewhere. Somehow there's a connection. And I want you to understand something. If we're going to be the church that God wants us to be, we've got to be willing. You say, well, I can't get up there and preach like pastor. I'm not asking you to. I'm asking you to do what you can do. And you can be somebody's friend. If somebody comes in and they got... They got three or four little kids. And those little, you know what? It bothers some of you, all these kids. Kids never bother me, just so you know. Kids do not bother me. I guarantee you, it's very seldom the kids' fault. That's good preaching right there. That might be a Bible study on Wednesday. So, Sister Emily, 
She's, she's running crazy. Cameron's not able to be here. He's got to work. She's got kids here, there, and everywhere. He's falling out on the floor. She's trying to pray with them up there. Emily, if a, if a group, if a family comes in and they got three or four kids about your age, Tyler's needing a hug. Come here, bud. Oh, man. Tyler, you don't even know how bad I needed that. Can you see how all these people have been looking at me while I've been preaching? Hey there, sweetie. Bro, I needed that hug right there because you all are making it hard on Pastor today. Oh, baby. Take five. I'll be right back. I'm just kidding. So, M, if, if a family comes in with three or four little kids, you probably need to think about being their friend. You see, because you got something in common with them. I'm grandpa, okay? You're not grandma, all right? You got it? You got these... You got these great kids and they, they have a connection. You guys want to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just go ahead and get right down to where the rubber meets the road. Do you want to know why Cameron and Emily and this wonderful family with that boy up there praying the way he does and kids getting the Holy Ghost and them being a part of Cameron? You want to know why they're here? They're not here because pastor preaches such a powerful sermon on Sunday. They're not here because Sister Shay sings with such a melodious anointing. But that's not why they're a part of First Church. They're a part of First Church because Chris and Star Johnson made up their mind. I'm going to make a connection with them. I'm going to be friends with them. We're going to have dinner with them. We're going to talk about the Bible with them. Some of you are waiting on me to do everything. I can't do everything. I need you to do something and you can do that. Be strong and do it. That's what you can do. Now, if somebody tells me that I preach good, you know what I tell them? Thank you. I try. If I don't, it ain't because I ain't trying hard. I try hard every time I preach. I preach with as much passion as I possibly can. But I'm going to tell you what I figured out a long time ago. It didn't take me 20 years to figure it out. I thought when I first came here, man, I'm going to preach great and we're going to have revival. <laughs> and then, then people's lives started falling apart. And hell started happening. I realized I could scream and spit and shout. And back in the day... Sister Beth, I used to stuff those altars up with my black shoes. And yet, people still didn't keep coming. People still quit church. And man, COVID came and just like, knocked half the church out. People that ain't got no reason at all not to come back to church ain't coming back to church. Then we get people coming back and we'd start over and start strong and then half of them quit coming to church. You know, there's so many people right now that aren't here and I have no idea why. I don't even have a clue. I mean, they're just gone. They're like, what's going on? We Here's what I know. In order to be first church strong, we've got to start over. And we're all right with that. And we've got to start strong. And we are. But we've got to stay strong. And the only way we can finish strong is if we just keep doing what we're supposed to do. Quit giving up. We try this. We try that. We just got to keep trying. We got to keep trying. Anybody know Abraham Lincoln? Anybody ever heard of Abraham Lincoln? Is there anybody that hasn't heard of Abraham Lincoln? 
I mean, there's some presidents that I could tell you their name and you've, you've forgotten about them. But everybody remembers Abraham Lincoln. How many of you know that Abraham Lincoln, if he'd have given up after the first try, the second try, the third try, the fourth try, the fifth try, the sixth try, the seventh try, the eighth try, the ninth try, he, 18 times. He tried and he didn't. He tried and he didn't. And he tried and he didn't. And he tried and he didn't. I'm tired of trying and not. I'm going to keep trying. And I believe that we will finish. You know what I want people? There are some things that people think about First Church. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I've been there 20 years. And there are some things that people think about First Church. And you want to know one of the most. Here, I don't know how it happened. But one of the most often said things to me is. Well, can I come wearing pants? Ooh, did you hear how quiet it got in this house? I have people say, well, I don't get off work until, until uh, you know, this time. And so, I, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't have the right clothes on. You tell them from now on, hey, the pastor wears T-shirts to church sometimes. You know what I've said every time that somebody has said something about their apparel and whether they can come to First Church with their apparel. The only requirement is we ask that you wear something. That's it. That's it. That's it. I wish Tess was here right now and she'd wear her Christmas tree to church. What I'm saying is, I would love it. I would love it if you would help me let this community know that at First Church, the first thing that we ask when you walk in the door is tell me about your wear, what you're wearing, and whether it meets the criteria. No, that's not what it is. We want them to feel what Tyler just gave me. We want them to feel the love. You know why Tyler wants to hug Pastor? It's because he knows Pastor loves him no matter what he's wearing. Is there anybody that hears what I'm preaching? you right now. We've got to be first church strong. we got to start. we got to stay. And we got to finish. And it's time for us to let this community know who we are and what we are. And if you want to know what we are, look around. That's what we are. We have some great people. But there's some harpers out there. There's some harpers out there that aren't going to stay They're not going to stay at First Church because of how good pastor preaches. They're not going to stay. If everybody that comes says, "Whoo, you know, your wife, oh wow, her boy, whoo man," I'm like, I know, I know. But that's not why they stay. That's not why they stay. They stay because of connection. I'm not just talking about God. I'm talking about you. Some of you need to help us. You say, I, I, I don't know what to sign up with that ministry fair. You, put, you go into any of them and you tell them, I can be a friend to somebody and they'll get you in their ministry. It's got a place that you sign up and you put down, I can be somebody's friend. You're in. They'll take you. They'll take you. You put down there, I can make a mean pie. Sister Casey, put it down. And I don't know which one I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to be going on. I, I'm put, put Sister Casey down. Because she can make a mean pie. And people like pies. Did you all know that people like pies? Do you guys remember when I preached about, uh, about um, those 
little fluffy yellow things. What are they called? Uh, yeah, peeps. Yeah, peeps. Oh, you all are so awesome. I hate peeps now, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> I, got, I got so many peeps, like from when I preached that, there's probably peeps hidden in all kinds of drawers back there in my office because I got so sick of eating peeps. I'm like, peeps, stop with the peeps, if you know what I'm saying. So, you know what it was? It's because you all are so awesome. When you found out that I love peeps, people brought me peeps all the time. I preached about uh, those cheese puffs and how that great value cheese puffs ain't no good. You got to have Cheetos cheese puffs. My Lord, have you seen what those things cost nowadays? I went to buy Funyuns. They're five bucks for a bag of Funyuns. Are you kidding me? What are you saying? I'm saying it's going to cost more for you to get involved, but it's going to be worth it. I still eat Funyuns. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Now, don't bring me five gallons of our five boxes of Funyuns. I just, I just am trying to make a point that what you do what you do through love, we need it. You can be involved. You see, some of you are saying, I can't wait for pastor to get done. My Lord, he's still preaching. It's 1230. Stand with me. I got to close. But I got to tell you, you can stand. I'm not joking. Really, you can't stand. I'm going to try to close. I'm trying to finish strong. You see, that's what I'm preaching. Finish strong. I got about, I might have to preach part four next week, but I got, I got so much here. That I need to preach. But I, I think I got to drive it home right here. Here's what I got to tell you. We. First church. First church strong. We need you. We have to have you. Please. Please hear what I'm saying. Please hear what I'm saying. I need everybody that's here. I need everybody that's here. I need as pastor. I need everybody that's here. I want everybody just to bow your heads. I, just, I have to close with this. I have so much more to preach. But uh, the the, the, the mind can only endure what the seat can. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to understand that we have people that need to talk with you and you need to talk with people because you got to be involved. you got to be first church strong. Start, stay, finish. Start, stay, finish. He told him, I don't have time to preach it. I don't have time to preach it. But, but David, David talked to the next generation. Hear me, young people, as I close. Hear me. Hear me, mom and dad, hear me. David talked to the next generation, and this is what he said. Now be strong and do it. Now be strong and do it. I've got to close with this. I've got to close. I know I have to. Now be strong and do it. We need you now. It's not going to be easy. This may be uncomfortable for you to sign up, but there are so many areas of opportunity. Everybody should be able to sign up for something. And if you don't see something that you can sign up for, I'll be moving about this sanctuary in the back. You get a hold of pastor and say, I can do this and we'll sign you up for something. We need you. We need you to now be strong and do it. We must start, stay and finish strong. Bow your heads. God, I pray right now for every person in this place. God, your word has gone forth. Allow us not to be hearers only, but allow us to be doers also. I pray right now. I'd like for you right now to begin to pray. I'd like for you to begin to talk to the Lord. Ask God right now. Ask God right now. We're going to make it that your personal altar is where you're standing right now. Your personal altar is where you're standing right now. Make that your personal altar. Begin to talk to the Lord. I ask, I plead, I beseech you that 
therefore, brothers and sisters, please, please begin to talk to the Lord about how that you can be involved, how that you can stay strong and finish strong. If you don't get involved, you won't stay strong. If you don't get involved, you can't stay strong. If you don't do what the Word says to do, you won't finish strong. You have to be strong now and do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Pray. Pray right now as they begin to sing. As they begin to sing, I pray that you would pray. As they begin to sing, I pray that you would pray and make a commitment. I will do what I can do. I will do.